1: Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellissi. We are back after our break. We've had a beautiful, gorgeous holiday break, and I am here back in the studio with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry.
0: Hey, Matt, you notice anything different about me? No. <laughs> well, you should because it's a new year. It's a new me, you know. Shut 2019, the fuck 2019. fuck up, me.
1: Barry. You gotta. I'm sick of your goddamn shit. You know what? I Every invite you over year, to my family this Dumbass house. stuff. I'm done with this. Bullshit. Today on the pod, we'll be diving deep into this kind of disgusting behavior. Yes, it is a new year. We're in 2019. But guess what, bitch? You're still the same piece of shit you were a uh, fucking two days ago, bitch. <laughs> so yes, we will get into the worst kinds of New Year's resolutions and New Year's resolution behavior right after Worst Things First, the segment where we talk about the worst news of the week, as always. And finally, we are starting off the year with such an exciting guest. We have got William Jackson Harper in the studio for an interview in a game. You know William as an actor and playwright. And if you're like, wow, I definitely know this name. Why do I know this name? It's because he's freaking Cheedy from The Good Place, who's super hot. We've got all of that and more on today's exciting first app of 2019. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start this shit. Get on with the show! All right, worst things first. The worst news of the week. First! A woman in Wisconsin woke up at 5 a.m. on New Year's Day and she sees her dog, who is a 130 pound South African mastiff <laughs>
0: Love named
1: Benton, sleeping softly in his bed. For some reason, he sleeps in a twin size bed that they keep in their living room.
0: Uh, remember how big he was? That's why he has his own <laughs> twin size bed. And I guess it
1: was cheaper than buying a dog bed.
0: Please tell your mom this. I hope your mom listens to this episode that maybe you can get a larger than a twin size bed at your house. I
1: know. I have to sleep in a twin bed when I go home (laughs) to Chicago.
0: Much like this Mastiff. So this Mastiff Benton
1: was sleeping in his bed. This woman wakes up, sees him sleeping in his bed next to a whole grown-ass man. (laughs) 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 And at first she's like, wait, is this my son visiting me from out of town unexpectedly? Nope. Then she asks a guest of hers who had stayed the night if she knew this person. And she was like, Nope.
0: So there's just a strange man (laughs) sleeping with her dog in her dog's bed. (laughs) That's the kind of burglar I want to be. Yeah. Breaking and entering and
1: snuggling. I love this because the the story that I'm quoting from just says, so both the women grabbed a knife from the kitchen and called 911. a whole ass fucking strange ass man was sleeping in her dog's bed out cold. He didn't even wake up when she took the dog out. She was like benton get out of bed (laughs) and the man didn't even stir eventually they called 911 the guy woke up he uh, he asked for his glasses and when he put on his glasses he looked around and said oh yeah this is not my house
0: (laughs) (laughs) who did he think the dog was I don't know his child
1: I guess turns out uh, why he gotta be straight (laughs) okay (laughs) maybe it wasn't his wife maybe it was his hairy husband could have been Well, no, it turns out it was a 21-year-old guy who lived with his mom two doors down and just got the house wrong, I guess, because he was wasted on New Year's Eve. I guess the woman who owned the house said her and her, like, girlfriend came home, they watched Grey's Anatomy until 1.30, went to bed, she woke up at 5, found this guy who had somehow gotten into their house, presumably through, like, an unlocked patio door. And he was like, I don't know how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) The best part is, well, the woman, she didn't press charges. She was like, whatever. It happens to all of us. Um, But the best part is she was like, I got this son of a bitch, Benton, three years ago (laughs) to protect me. And he didn't make any noise. He just (laughs) let him get into bed. And that's why I respect Benton. Because he knows when a 21-year-old man wants to get into your bed, you let him. Gay icon Benton the dog. (laughs) Next! A man in Des Moines, Iowa. Mm, Yeah. That's how you say it. Moinas Was arrested on New Year's Day after allegedly attacking a convenience store clerk with a banana. (laughs) The best weapon that you can use in a convenience store is what? Potassium. Mm. Around 3 a.m. on the morning of January 1st, a store clerk stepped in because there was a domestic disturbance occurring between this man and someone else. The news story doesn't elaborate. And then the man turned on the clerk and started chasing him around with a banana, hurling merchandise at him. Oh, God. And then he was eventually arrested and charged because he allegedly caused more than $1,000 in damage.
0: Damn!
1: That's like the entire convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> Next! Next! Two identical twin sisters from Australia who claim to be the world's most identical twins, which is not a real thing. That can't be a
0: thing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, they're both currently sharing a boyfriend and they plan to marry him one day. Um, but on a recent Australian morning show program, they announced that their biggest goal is to get impregnated by him at the same time.
0: Um, please play this scene out for us.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know if their goal is to quite get literally impregnated at the same time or if it's just to become pregnant. At right. The same like an
0: time. hour after one another. Right.
1: right. And then if they succeed, their children would be both half siblings and cousins.
0: This seems like an unnecessary new familial situation. Would they have like the do twins have
1: the same DNA,
0: right? I think so. At so least does that mostly.
1: mean the kids would have the same DNA? I guess they wouldn't be... But would they, like, be twins?
0: No. Well, it's also not a guarantee that they'll have twins. Oh, I see what you mean. No, they wouldn't be twins.
1: Would they? Well, I guess not, because it would no. be two separate eggs. Wombs. yeah. This has been
0: Science with Matt.
1: I guess first, though, they have to get through the hurdle of getting married, which is a problem, because Australia does not allow polygamy, which this would be. Moving on. <laughs> a primatologist from Dartmouth was conducting field work in the highlands of Ethiopia. What, what a beginning.
0: Yeah, I don't know <laughs> where this is going.
1: When he noticed that geladas, which is a type of baboon and not an Italian ice cream. Thank you. Had been letting Ethiopian wolves wander right into the middle of their herds. And rather than eating the delicious baby geladas, the wolves used the protection of the monkeys to hunt rodents. Are you with me? (laughs) Barely, but I'm hanging on. (laughs) Okay, so there's monkeys. Got it. In Ethiopia. Yep. And they're letting wolves come, that would normally eat them, come into their herd. Mm -hmm. And letting them hunt in exchange for not eating them. Being around the monkeys lets the wolves hunt the rats easier because they can, like, sneak up on a rat easier.
0: That's the part I didn't understand. Thank yeah.
1: you. Yeah. And basically, the primatologists are like, this was, like, how primates started domesticating right. dogs. Right. Dogs. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or...
1: This is how the monkeys start to take over, <laughs> is what I'm getting and why I'm including this story. <laughs> this is some fucked up planet of the apes shit. These wolves and monkeys are forming alliances, and this fucking primatologist is letting it happen. He is watching it with his fucking science boner, writing it down in his fucking notebook while these monkeys are plotting his murder. First step, they're friends, and everyone's eating mice together. And next stop, these monkeys are riding wolves right into your fucking house with a gun. Sign me up. And finally, while we were away, RIP to Eddie the Sea Otter. Did you see this? No. Local hero, national hero, really. International, global, universal hero. Eddie the Sea Otter. He was a 20-year-old sea otter from the Oregon Zoo best known for slam dunking and (laughs) masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Uh, According to a press release, at nearly 21, Eddie was considered one of the oldest and most talented sea otters on the planet. A few years ago, they taught him how to slam dunk basketball. As therapy for his arthritic elbow joints, okay. but it turns out they just enabled his dexterity even further, so he could perform amazing feats of autofilatio. <laughs> <laughs> there is a video you could look this up no. of Eddie, uh, the sea otter, just deep throating his own dick. Oh my God. When I first saw, I saw this headline. I saw a screenshot of this headline all over Twitter, and it makes it sound like he's just jerking it. Right, yeah. But then I clicked on the story, and <laughs> there's a video of him just like fully throat banging himself. Oh my God. Like he goes in. No! <laughs> this really is worse things first. No. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: RIP Sweet Baby Angel.
1: Yeah, the zoo has a bunch of other otters, but I, I guess the spokesperson confirmed. Uh, after a video of him surfaced, the, the sea otter, not the spokesperson. Um, yes, that was Eddie who displayed so much confidence in front of zoo guests. Could you I mean, Yeah, you could do that. Show it off. So rest in peace, the legend, the icon, <laughs> Eddie the sea otter. May you suck your own dick in heaven, in sea otter heaven, floating down the river of eternity in the arms of the angels. And that's it for Worst Things First next! My New Year's resolution is to burn all of your New Year's resolutions to the ground in this week's Deep Dive. Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive. dive. Deep tide, deep tide, deep tide, deep, time. deep, time. deep, time. deep time. All right. Well, it's January 2019, which means it is New Year, New Me season. Uh, but before we get to complaining this week, let's chat resolutions. Barry, are you a resolutions person?
0: Not really.
1: Do you have any resolutions this year?
0: I don't know. I want to, like, be more active.
1: Wow, so specific. And like,
0: also, my therapist told me if I'm trying to get off antidepressants, I should probably meditate. So I started doing that. It's been two days, so going strong.
2: <laughs>
0: can. Do you
1: use an app?
0: There's two that I'm trying out, but I need to remember, please remind me seven days from now or else I get charged $60 and I don't want that. For the year? Calm, yeah, for yeah, calm. I have calm. Oh, okay. And then insight timer. Anyway, I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not really a resolution person, but I do like to take the time to think like what made me really happy in the year before and how can I make this year better?
1: That's nice, I guess. Yeah. Glad I asked you. <laughs> right?
0: I don't know what you want from me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I guess I put you on the spot. <laughs> I mean, every year I make like 50 resolutions that range from like super specific to super general. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll read 60 books this year, which I I read like, 40-something books
0: last year. Hey,
1: that's a lot of books. I'm a, I'm a well-read bitch.
0: I'm pretty sure I said Everyone to my dad that you're the most well-read person I know.
1: Your dad is?
0: No, that you are. I said that to my dad.
1: <laughs> Probably, because all, all of your other friends are idiots. Yeah. But I'm I'm a boy genius. <laughs> um, No, I like to read... I, I feel like I, I take a lot of, like... Um, Pride in how much I read, but I can't brag about it because then it's like Ugh, I'm, I'm smarter then than like you. it's like
0: what's happening right now, <laughs> where you call yourself a boy genius <laughs> for reading forty books,
1: basically. So my my goals range from like super specific, like read sixty books, to uh, the super general, like Kylie Jenner. This year is about realizing stuff and things.
0: It's my favorite. <laughs>
1: That's the best resolution it of really all time. Is. Just realizing, Just realizing stuff, stuff and realizing things, and like. She was right. Yeah. So this year, I'm trying to, like, strike a balance between the general and the specific. My resolutions, I mean, uh, there are many. But among that, I do want to try to take more pictures. Okay. I feel like I never take out my phone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Yet you're always on your phone. I know. But it's because I'm, like, every time I'm in a picture, I'm, like, I hate myself. No. <laughs> You're beautiful. So I do, because I do think this is actually, uh, the first part of this uh, deep dive is earnest, (laughs) as if you can't tell. But no, I feel like when I started making videos... And I started editing them myself. It started out me being vain and being like, I only trust my face and my hands. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone else to be editing. Like, I can choose the best angles and looks. But the more I started being on camera, the more I was like, oh, I don't like hate the way that I look. That's great. <laughs> so I do think there is a kind of like reverse psychology, like force myself on myself.
0: Just like sexually. Eddie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just like Eddie. <laughs> uh, sadly I still have all of my ribs, so I can't reach. What else? Take more pictures. I'm trying to be more of a social person. And, like if I have the option to go out. So if I if I'm invited somewhere, I'm gonna try to not make up an excuse oh, why. I'm gonna I can't abuse go. the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not free pass for anybody <laughs> to take advantage of that. I'm just saying in general, I am gonna try to leave my apartment more. Um, and then I guess like trying to be more positive, which is where this is going, I guess. I realize that is potentially scary to listeners of Unhappy Hour, because it's like a brand is just
0: shattered. Am I
1: am I doing a 180? am I coming out of uh 2018 and it's suddenly I'm gonna be like A nice person. What is this, happy hour? No. I'm trying to be less judgmental, like immediately judgmental. Mm. Um, Let people earn the judgment. Right, right. Like just uh, absorb everything that people say without, because I do hate when I talk to either strangers or friends or family and like they'll say something to me and immediately be like, you're going to talk about this like on a podcast or something where I'm like, I don't want you to think like I'm just immediately judging you. Yeah. I want you to think that like I'm stewing about it and that I might eventually judge you.
0: I also love that you started by saying this year I'm going to be positive because I hate when people. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, baby steps, we're getting there.
1: I think I'm trying to emphasize the philosophy behind unhappy hour more, which I've tried to articulate before, but... When we talk about, like, being complaining and, like, negativity on Unhappy Hour, it's always like, no, I I don't hate stuff just to be a dick about it. I hate stuff um, in order to be a positive person. <laughs> I'm trying to be more positive and more supportive of people, like, when people I know or people I don't know but follow and, like, good stuff happens to them, not be immediately jealous, but, like, celebrate them. Be a cheerleader for other people. Hey, that's great. Except for you. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. So, this was a a rare, positive, earnest start to a deep dive, but this is Unhappy Hour and we can't be too positive, so let's talk about some of the shit that I HATE! about Resolution Season. First up, people who shame people who show up to the gym in the first couple of weeks of January, fuck yourselves. Fuck you. I hate this genre of, like, people being just complete assholes. It's like, oh, here comes the New Year, New Me crowd working on themselves on the treadmill. Fuck them, right?
0: (laughs) Just fuck everybody who wants to be a better person, right? (laughs) They're doing the same exact thing that you are, just like at a different time. <laughs> yeah, like who?
1: What did you come out of the womb with abs? Chad, no. That would
0: be a scary baby. You started
1: somewhere, you dumb fuck. That's like all of the, like, there are some paintings where Jesus has like an eight pack.
0: (laughs) Just just washboard ass. Fully
1: fully an infant.
0: That's how Mary did her laundry.
1: Yeah. When you're born in a barn, you have to make do. You make your baby do (laughs) sit-ups until you can wash her shitty sheet underwear on him. Next! Here's one where I'll just shit on anybody whose resolution is this. Anybody whose resolution is to become YouTube famous. First of all...
0: Damn it, that was mine!
1: (laughs) That is like the number one goal for everybody under the age of like 25. Don't... Don't... Don't. First of all, I don't need the goddamn competition. (laughs) Second of all, it's not healthy. Next! People who try to change too much... It's like, okay, listen, girl, we all know you woke up on January 1st in a pile of garbage or like in a dog's bed. (laughs) Don't quit stuff cold turkey either. You know where cold turkey comes from? No, I don't. It's because when addicts are deprived of whatever they're addicted to, they get goosebumps and their skin looks like when you pluck a turkey out of the refrigerator. Huh. That's literally where it comes from. I didn't just make that up. I, well, Wikipedia did earlier.
0: Fascinating. And you know
1: what? I didn't even give them any money, even though they beg for they it. They
0: beg, and I never do. And I don't know In why In large
1: I font. But yeah, people, it's like, don't... You want a quick coffee? Don't fucking cold turkey quitting coffee and then you come into the
0: office acting like a raging
1: asshole i
0: did do that but to be fair it was before new year's
1: unless your heart is on like the verge of exploding because of the amount of caffeine you consume don't fucking go cold turkey and then be an asshole to everybody yeah that's my biggest complaint about resolutions it's like don't make it about me okay you agreed to be a better person not me bitch I could gonna continue living my life of depravity. You keep your self-improvement to your goddamn self. Except for me. I will force everybody to be witness to my ascension to sainthood. What I'm this thinking... podcast is. <laughs> and finally, people who just like their resolution is to get a hobby. <laughs> What? What does that mean? Also, what are hobbies? I don't have an explanation of that. Watching
0: TV is our hobby. I would agree. I think that is a hobby.
1: But I don't understand, like, any hobby that's not serial killer behavior. (laughs) Nobody has ever said, like, here's my hobby. And I haven't been like, oh, so you murder people for a living? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are, are, name a hobby. Like, woodworking. That's not a hobby. I mean. You're training to kill someone what
0: name well, a, a hobby uh, name a hobby oh my god collecting clocks that's not a hobby it's your dad's hobby <laughs> yeah and he's a serial killer
1: uh, every 15 minutes in my childhood home is just like an orchestra of bings and bongs so this 2019 don't Fuck it up by making dumbass resolutions. Be specific, bitch. Pick your goals, bitch. Take it one month at a time, bitch. Don't fucking judge people for trying to be better with their lives just because you're a piece of shit, bitch. That's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next! We're talking to William Jackson Harper right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Fleur. Do you know what's in the perfume you wear every day? Well, Fleur makes stunning, non-toxic perfumes, and it lists all their ingredients online, so you get a good scent made with clean ingredients. For a luxurious perfume that's all about good, clean fun, try P-H-L-U-R, Fleur. Get to know each of Fleur's scents with pictures, words, and even playlists on their site. Then try them on your own skin and see how it works for you. Once you get your scent of choice, I bet you'll be like, I gotta smell like this all the time. Well, hey, they just introduced body wash and body lotion in the same sense so you can make that dream a reality. Plus, all of their products are gender free, which just makes sense. Sense. Scent, get it? (laughs) Cool. I want to bring a good smelling energy into 2019, which is why I love the Hanami scent family. It's their most minimalist scent. It's aquatic, floral, warm, and inspired by cherry blossoms. It's a splash of mmm anytime I'd like. You can get a splash of mmm by going to Fleur.com today and using promo code UNHAPPY to get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. Here's how it works. You pick three cents to try, and then you get credit towards a full size bottle of your favorite. That's promo code UNHAPPY at Fleur.com to get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off. P H L U R.com. Mmm. My guest complainer today is William Jackson Harper. William is a playwright and an actor, both on stage and on screen. Specifically on screens that carry high maintenance and the film Patterson. And, oh yeah, The Good Place. Because he plays Cheaty, of course. Please welcome William Jackson Harper. Hey. We like to uh, get our complaining juices flowing by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves?
2: Okay, um. Um, thought about this i uh i love songs yeah i <laughs> fucking hate <laughs> is <laughs> there a particular
1: songs. artist's love songs no like pretty just much every all of them. love song you know
2: and it's like the the ones that i kind of have learned to tolerate now are the ones that i feel have sort of like you know stockholm syndromed me a little bit <laughs> where i'm just sort of like this sucks so much that i'm like now like just a thoroughly on this song's side Wait,
1: uh,
2: elaborate so what it, what about love songs is it you know it's just too earnest <laughs> it's like too many feelings too many just like oh baby i love you right oh, the curves of your body love is oh, nuanced you yeah just like boil it down to it's a like, song no it's like like just, just show me don't don't tell me don't sing it at me right you know let's let's sit on the couch and binge a show let's not Fucking talk about it. How
1: do you express your your feelings? Oh, I don't. You just just
2: keep it all <laughs> Yeah. You know, I just wait until I'm just like sitting at home with my dog and I just like let him have it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um just like say all the nice things, say all the mean things, and and when it comes to people, I just right, kind of keep right. my mouth shut when I can.
1: Yeah. When you say let him have it, yeah, you mean emotionally.
2: Emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh God.
1: You don't take your anger out. On no, anger. no, no, no. Got it. No. <laughs> okay. Um Glad we got that cleared up. Yeah. Let's talk about The Good Place. I'll admit I'm behind on this season and it's a very spoiler heavy show, but I am, of course, familiar with one particular scene that has become sort of uh, infamous. Yeah. (laughs) You you might know the scene I'm talking about. I think I might, yeah. The Good Place writers have talked about like using the actors' talents. Like (laughs) Manny Jacinto, he's a break dancer in real life and and they wrote that into the show. Um, Went did they find out that you are secretly super buff
2: uh they they i don't know it was like written in like in the first season uh-huh and i was i was like oh that's that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> and and um and so like honestly when i read that episode i was like ah. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it would feel like a lot of dudes have that same thought whenever, whenever they read this shirtless scene coming up they're like god damn it. <laughs> and so um so yeah, I don't I don't know where that came from. I mean, I work out yeah. just like as a as a dude sure. who works out, but I mean like I I'm certainly not I never thought of myself as like that yeah. that being my like thing.
1: Right. The the scene obviously is shirtless, cheaty. that has become a thing. You've been described as swol, which is a term <laughs> that I apparently you are not. <laughs> you're confused by. I'm confused yeah. by also.
2: Yeah, I, I first heard that in in high school, and mm-hmm. I'm surprised that it's it's like made it this long. <laughs> you know, yeah. As a of, people used to say swol up. It's like, sure. oh man, that dude's all swol up, and it was like. You know, everyone just laughed at it whenever someone did say it and then uh-huh. somehow twenty years later it's caught on. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm wildly uncomfortable with that term. So it <laughs> seems like it just implies that something's deeply wrong with me.
1: Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't sound like you're describing like a normally shaped human being.
2: No, no. It it sounds like someone that caught a disease that he needs a shot for. Like, several shots.
1: Obviously, there was, like, a whole lot of write-ups about it. Um, A few quotes, a few choice quotes that I'll I'll read to your face. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this was from Vulture. He has achieved a level of swollenness that, in philosophy circles, you could describe as transcending the classical problem of fitness. I don't even really understand what that Neither means.
2: Neither do I. What is... <laughs> transcending the classical problem of fitness
1: um they were getting into you know cheaty esque um philosophizing that doesn't make any sense at all you know
2: i actually have a, a professor friend who is very swole yeah super swole i mean i remember like we were hanging out um and i will not name him because he's asked me not to do he's asked me not to do that but um he is one of those dudes that anytime anyone sees him with his shirt off, they audibly gasp. Yeah. As I, I did. It was, <laughs> I was just like, he took his shirt off and, like, you know, came outside. We were all, like, sitting out by this lake. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, stop. You're kidding.
1: That's what, whenever I'm watching some trashy show, like The Bachelor or something, and there, you know, there's like 25 swole dudes, and one of them is like, I'm a professor. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're... <laughs> a professor of what? Yes,
2: of, of kinesiology, <laughs> of your yeah. own body.
1: But, hey, I mean, more power to them. Um, you don't have to name this person, but you can give me, like, their Instagram handle after yeah, okay, the show. Okay, yeah. Then <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll judge for myself. Yeah, you'll just,
2: like, yeah, just like <laughs> secretly stalk and, and, and troll them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I guess for people who who might not watch The Good Place, why don't you, like, let's take a step back and just, like, who is Chidi... Uh, Give us the rundown.
2: Yeah. Uh, Chidi is a professor of ethics and moral philosophy who uh, died uh, while trying to pick a bar to go to with his buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was killed by a, an air conditioner falling on his head. And he's this wildly indecisive, morally obsessed, sweater vest wearing nerd who uh, <laughs> who is tasked with... Um, trying to rehabilitate Eleanor... Mm-hmm. Shellstrap, who's played by Kristen Bell, and try to help her earn her place in the afterlife.
1: Spoiler for people who haven't seen the first season, but you spend the first season uh, like thinking Cheaty is this great person because he has all of these morals, and by the end of it, you you realize like, oh, actually, he has no morals because he can't decide on shit, and yeah. it just constantly oscillates between yeah. everything, which I
2: identify with. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How has your relationship with Chidi changed?
2: <laughs> I feel like I've. In my real life, just seeing how annoying being that indecisive can be, (laughs) yeah, and like having to play it, uh huh. um, I've uh, I've like in my life, I've just been like a little bit more like, nope, let's just. Make a decision. I don't. I don't need the facts. I don't need to know anything. I'm just. I'm doing this now. Yeah. Um. Just because it's. It's just. It's just easier.
1: Were you an indecisive person before?
2: Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think
1: my thing is like I don't, I'm a people pleaser. So like yeah, I, I'm I, like yeah. I whatever you want. I'll I'll do it. And like yeah.
2: people don't like that. No. Did,
1: like people want decisions.
2: Yeah. Make a choice. I mean, and and it's like my girlfriend and I. We we both just go back and forth like you know we, we it takes us forever just to get out of the house you know <laughs> oh yeah
1: just... but where do you want to eat i don't oh. care
2: oh god no, no where yeah. do you want to eat like like sometimes we'll be sharing um like we're such people pleasers that we'll be like sharing uh, a bottle of water and passing it back and forth but no one will take the last <laughs> last sip so it's just like this saliva at the bottom yeah. that no is like it, but it's like an act of charity to give this Right. To give each other this spit, this leftover. I feel you
1: know? that way so much. E- even with like family, I'm like, we're all we're doing is guessing at what the other person is thinking so much that we're like, not, we're just like both ruining it for one another. Oh, like, yeah. Like, now
2: yeah. it's stressful. It's like, now it's like, okay, so like now, so the game is I'm supposed to anticipate your needs too, right? Like, that's the game. <laughs> that's the game we're playing. That's what we're right. supposed to do. And if I don't do it, I'll lose. Right. And then you're gonna be mad at me? And I don't want you to be mad at me because that's that's not fun for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's yeah. great. It's great. Life is so much
1: fun oh, yeah. and um, humanity <laughs> being a, being a person and trying to relate to someone else <laughs> is just like the best there is. Yeah. I imagine that like working with the cast of the good place is very insane in its own way. Yeah. Everybody is third. I mean, there's amazing actors. Ted Danson is yeah. is there. Um <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah he's hanging out. Chad Danson is also there. Um, what is the worst part of, of hanging out with a group of people like that?
2: You, oh, you have
1: to complain about it. Oh, God. All right.
2: All right. All right. Um, if I have to complain about a worst part, you know, I mean, I have moments where I'm like, you know what? I'm. I'm an imposter. <laughs> oh <laughs> this yeah! This is the one where they. This is the scene where they. They will all know it, and they will all hate me from this point on. So like that. That sort of gets the best of me sometimes, and I just like I gotta. I gotta. I gotta go stand in the corner and pace for a little bit. Do mm-hmm. you still feel that way? Like a three seasons oh, in. Fuck yeah, dude! I feel that <laughs> every day of my life. You know. So yeah, that's like every now and again. Like that gets really intense and heavy yeah you know
1: did i read that you were thinking about quitting before you got the good place yeah yeah were you just like tapped out
2: yeah you know i mean it it was more that i was like starting to get bitter you know and you know i was like doing a lot of stage and stuff and i was working it's not that you know things weren't going well it was just i couldn't you know, I was like, I had, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't save, I couldn't, you know, plan for retirement. You know, I couldn't afford to not live with, you know, three roommates, all great dudes. Sure. But I just couldn't, I mean, I was like, I can't do this at 50. Right. They're, they're going to leave me, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they'll move on with their life and I'm, I can't do that forever. So, um, that was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure out something else for my life to, to be about. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then I went in and audition for this and it, it happened, which yeah. was like nick of time. Right.
1: Yeah. It does does seem like it works out that way where like when you finally are like, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then then finally when you sort of like let that part go. Yeah.
2: Well, I think you're just you know, like probably just less scared about like, yeah giving people what they want and showing people what they want to see and it's just more like I just wanna I just wanna be free and be in the room and have fun and and then, you know, people actually see who you are and then you know maybe if you're if you're not a trash bag they invite you to work with them
1: (laughs) yeah that is an important part Yeah. yeah
2: Don't, yeah. be Don't be a trash bag. Be a trash bag.
1: But it's it's worked out seemingly. You've made it a,
2: a few years in. Yeah, yeah. Um, still got the job. Although yeah. I
1: guess that imposter syndrome is still it's still there. Yeah. I think yeah.
2: It, I think it's I think everybody has it. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. I mean, That's, do you have it?
2: Do you do you have? It? Ab-
1: yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's basically all this podcast <laughs> is about. is me being like I'm unworthy. <laughs> no, I I've talked before about like you know there's been things where I've gotten to like go and talk to people on red carpets and, and it's just like what is always strikes me about those situations is that you can just feel how uncomfortable everybody is oh, like yeah. even the most most famous people it's like they it, who they've done this a thousand times and yeah. you just know like everyone is here everyone is like just going through the motions of what they have to go through oh, yeah. like no, like
2: everyone it's weird it's it's a weird thing it is weird like I, I've, I've had to do like not a ton of those things but every now and again, I've had to do them. And I always like get super nervous and just like forget what I'm saying in the middle of saying it. Uh-huh. or I like start an anecdote and and then I'm like, you know what? i'm I'm bored. They're probably bored too. What was I talking about? Raw snap. And then, you know, and then I'm sweating and everything's over.
1: No, I definitely have that too. It's a great it's a great mind trick when your brain is like, you know what, we're nervous. Let's just forget what we were saying. Oh yeah. (laughs) And then
2: yeah. I get the I get the nervous sleeps sometimes. I get crazy nervous and then all of a sudden I'm just like incredibly tired. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's your brain's way of being like, let's just let's just
2: like, Time out. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're gonna you're gonna need this energy. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: Oh man. The nervous nap is like my fave. That's my go-to. Oh, yeah. That's my go-to s- salve for, <laughs> oh, yeah. for
2: everything. Yeah. Passing out in the uh, audition room. Yeah. It's
1: great. It solves nothing. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, yeah. You're you're more no nervous purpose. and tired when you wake up. Yeah. Speaking of auditions, great transition. Are there recollections of like horrible auditions that you've had? I usually ask like comedians what their worst like stand up experience yeah. has been. So, uh, but you also you've also been on stage. Yeah. So, are there like particularly horrible stage moments,
2: audience interactions? You know, uh, um, you know, actually, I I did try stand up one time. Uh huh. I will never <laughs> ever do that. What shit happened? Again. It was just a quick five minutes uh-huh. of like a open mic. Right. And I, and, and it was, you know, I, I hear it's like you're supposed to bomb your first time. That's sure, yeah. That's just what happens. But I, um, you know, I'd, I'd written like, you know, like three jokes. I was like, let me just see if anyone laughs at all at them. And it's an open mic, so everyone's sort of like nervous in their own head. And no one's laughing right. at anything. But there was this group of people uh, in the corner of this room who weren't there for an open mic. And I told a joke about. Oh, it's so so oh <laughs>
1: you have to say it now. I,
2: I told it. I had, I just I had just broken up um, with a long term girlfriend, and I was really having a hard time being intimate with other people. And I made this joke about my penis not working, <laughs> and these women in the corner. I thought they would find it funny or uh-huh. humanizing, but all I had was just dead silence, and just one woman go. Oh,
1: <laughs> so it wasn't even—it like, wasn't even like bad. It was just like you—you you left feeling bad about yourself.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I was like thinking like this is, but I'm like I'm not insulting you. It's me, it's right? Like, I don't want you to feel bad for me. I just want you to be like, ha ha, impotence. You know, <laughs> that's what I wanted, but I didn't. I didn't want you to like. I didn't want to like make you feel bad or you know, like have right, you right. pitying me or something like that. Yeah. And that's 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 the effect. And I was like, ah
1: Yeah. Nuts. I have I have tend towards a lot of self deprecating humor. And yeah, on stage you always can sense when someone's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> probably need a needs a rewrite. Yeah. It's, yeah. Or you just totally lean into it and you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna leave here with you feeling
2: as bad as I do yeah but you know I just I, I wasn't savvy enough or confident enough I just immediately got sleepy and sweaty <laughs> and just, just, just up the mic was and like I gotta, I gotta go I gotta go home and that was it that, that, was, was, it. All it took. that was all it took and you were like, like no, never again <laughs> do this. I don't think I I don't think I have a beat on what's, what's going on in people's hearts and minds
1: were you always like you wanted to be an actor or was it like performer like what led to the Hey, let's try this stand-up thing out.
2: Um, well, I mean, like I I my mom made me do theater when I was in middle school because I was like I was kind of shy. Mm-hmm. And so she was like I, you know, want you to come out of your shell and and I was like, "All right, well, I'll, I'll do this theater stuff for a little bit." And yeah. then Um, and I was thinking it was all like you know pumpkin pants and like professing your love to somebody on a balcony. I was like, I don't want to do that corny shit. (laughs) Right, and and then I found out that I could do improv. I could, you know, do sort of zany farces and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is this is fun. This is great. And then um, I just kind of kept going. I just kind of you know, I was like, this is a thing that I have. This is a thing that I'm kind of good at.
1: Yeah, yeah. So have you always been more on the like comedy side than than drama?
2: Uh, yeah, it's sort of. I mean, I, I I feel like the the comedy thing is just sort of like being a comedic actor is just something that I find uh, comes to me a little bit easier. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, and and so it's it's always been like I I I like to try to find the most surprising thing within a within a text, and so it's like I think being a comedic actor just sort of like you know really. Depends on an actor trying to do that, and right. so, and so that's that's uh, yeah. It's always been sort of that's the it's a fun puzzle for me to to try to figure out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now you're an ethics professor on television, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we asked so Darcy Cardin was on the pod, and um, we asked her to describe what her bad place looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't like the phrasing of that because it sounds like I'm having her describe like her asshole, but. Um, <laughs> What does your bad place look like? <laughs> if you had to well, if you had to paint a
2: picture. Okay. It would be a lot of a lot of dudes listening to like rock from like the early aughts. <laughs> sure. Um and like uh Laughing way too loud mm-hmm. at real average ass jokes and sure. then ordering a lot of Jaeger shots for everybody and slapping me on the back. Right. And being like, hey, bro, aren't you having a great time? I love you so much. And I'm like, no.
1: This sounds like a one moment that you had a very specific yeah, I, memory yeah. <laughs> that you're just recalling
2: right now. Yeah, it's just exhausting. It's an exhausting evening, <laughs> you know, to try to keep the ball in the air. It's like I just I can't keep up. Uh huh. And that, and if like you know, like maybe in that place, there's just like people are just serving like eggs, sure, you know, sure, eggs sure. and quinoa, yeah, and a lot of bees, you know, just like well, not bees, wasps, like just right, wasps, right. just like hanging out.
1: Yeah. On the flip side, then,
2: what is what is your good place look like? good place is uh man um probably like a, a, a like a sort of like an art an artisanal taco party <laughs> like <laughs> not
1: just any taco party an like, artisanal yeah, taco yeah like party. real
2: special tacos you know <laughs> with like you know like like duck tacos and like mm-hmm. you know like you know just like those real fancy tacos and then like uh you know just like a, a big oversized couch sure and and then like a bunch of tasty cocktails but you never tip over you can have three without it just like ending your night uh-huh you know uh-huh. a whole lot of like weirdo like backpack rap playing out of a speaker somewhere you know interesting yeah uh,
1: <laughs> that's an interesting it's addition so, I, don't know,
2: it's like, it's just, I don't have a whole lot of imagination i guess this is like it's like this is this is this is just a great afternoon. Yeah, you know.
1: No, that's what that's what a good place is supposed to be. Yeah, it's your ideal. It's your ideal afternoon. Yeah. Let's, shall we, move into a bit of a game. Yeah. We call it elaborate, where we pull some of the thoughts that you shared on Twitter and uh, about things that you perhaps dislike, and you elaborate on them. Hence elaborate okay um oh it's not even things you hate these are just interesting scenarios that i I, i'm curious about you tweeted about sitting in a restaurant with some kid ironically wearing a t-shirt with your birth year on it oh yeah um what a strange tweet to bring up but it feels like a very specific moment in history
2: yeah well it's just that moment where you're like oh Oh, I'm a throwback. <laughs> like you just have I that, see it. Yeah, at that moment where it's just like, oh, that's that's right. Before, that's like many years before <laughs> y- you came to yeah. Earth. Yeah.
1: This child is wearing like what he believes to be a piece of history. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like your, and it's like, your it's life. like
2: that's just my date of birth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I was I was here.
1: I find it so upsetting when people I follow on like Instagram or Twitter have their birth year in their handles and I have to oh. see it be like you know, nineteen ninety nine, yeah, yeah, or like, like, and post, like, post nine eleven children <laughs> uh, don't count. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how that's even possible. Don't, like, when you say don't count, like, what, <laughs> what do you? I don't register them in my mind. They don't count. But- <laughs> anyway uh moving on you wrote i belong in the ocean as much as a giraffe belongs in a karaoke bar oh <laughs> great <laughs> great job man <laughs> this wasn't intended to be a roast but it is yeah. now
2: actually <laughs> it is yeah oh god you know it's like uh, i i feel like you know I, I just, I don't truly understand Twitter. I like I don't quite get it. And I, I should have. Yeah.
1: I should have um explained beforehand that your Twitter bio is the most uneventful Twitter feed in America. But we're going to try.
2: Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm trying. I'm like trying to be like, you know, with the zeitgeist. And uh-huh. I'm just not right. able to do it effectively. And then hence I write things like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the
1: essence there, though, is that you are not an ocean person.
2: Yes, right. I, I no, I'm absolutely not an ocean person. I, I, um, it is to be feared uh-huh. and respected. Sure, viewed from a safe distance. Yeah, and um, and left alone.
1: And then uh, this last tweet is just I, I feel this. It's just real talk. Screw the
2: MTA, which oh, yeah. is fair. It's fair. Here's here's the thing. Like I, I have a problem right now with the fact that a metro card costs about as much as a monthly payment for a Hyundai accent in like 95 Uh uh-huh you know like that bothers me you know like the fact that it would have been like the car that i would have had in high school yeah but it's just a train that doesn't work (laughs) a lot you know and i would have had a brand new car i mean like for the cost of a brand new car in high school i get a shitty train. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah, that's infuriating.
1: Yeah. Before we have you go, I will ask you one last thing, which, um, is only for Barry, uh, (laughs) producer Barry, um, because you two, um, both go to the same dog park. So I do want to officially ask about your dog Chico and what the worst part about being a dog owner is.
2: Oh man. Um, honestly. Okay. I mean, Look, picking up turds is not a picnic. Like, no one right. likes that. But honestly, with Chico, he had a, a severe sort of uh, separation anxiety thing. Uh-huh. And that was awful. It, it took some months to get through. Right. Um We basically would just have to, like, leave the house for, like, five seconds and come back. Yeah. And leave the house for five seconds and come back. <laughs> oh, and do no. it, like, ten times and keep doubling the time until we could get up to, like, an hour. And then... You know, and you up know, to two hours and but he would just like scream and cry, and you know, and it was just it was that was truly terrible that's just uh, now we're sad I'm sorry I, <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, <laughs> sorry that was, it, it is hard it. though like with a kid it's like whatever you'll grow up to hate me one day yeah. so like I I can leave you and be fine like but a dog will always love you yeah um so it does make the separation harder yeah yeah I mean so I we
2: just we'd just gotten them and you know I, I had to go out for work and you know he was just not not having it not <laughs> that not into it
1: it reminds me of when i was home in chicago my mom we were leaving the house and she we were outside and she said oh i forgot to tell the dog we'll be back and she went back in the house so she could tell the dog we'll be back See, <laughs> and i was i was like that seems like a bit much
2: you know what's tough though <laughs> we were told we shouldn't do that we were told that actually like sort of like any sort of contact right before you leave the dog is like oh yay you're you're showering me with attention <laughs> and then you leave they're like what well, no like right. that's, that. this is abrupt why are you leaving now and so like we're told to like sort of not make eye contact for a little while and just leave and the dog will just sort of be like oh yeah no yeah no they just you know they're not here anymore and that's okay right you know wow but it's, to that, it's so that debbie tough. it's so tough <laughs> <laughs> but it's a so tough to do, you know, because they look you in the eye a lot.
1: Um, well, good. I'm I'm glad. I, it, we almost ended on a sad note, but we ended on a vindictive note, which is that <laughs> my mother is wrong. <laughs> and that's how I like it. Uh, where can people find you on the internet?
2: They can find me at William Jackson Harper on Instagram mm-hmm. and uh, on Twitter at, at Jack Harper.
1: Got it. And then maybe they'll even see you teaching Ted Danson how to floss. They they, (laughs) they might see it. Maybe not for the best, but uh, (laughs) judge for yourself. Yeah. uh, You know, he's trying. He's learning. (laughs) He's coming along, (laughs) you know. We can follow the journey. Yeah. All right. Well, William Jackson Harper, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'll see you next time. right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down. Barry, let's start off with the TV we've been watching. What you've been watching, girl?
0: No, I hated that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what you've been watching?
0: So I had a pretty ridiculous New Year's Eve, not like going out crazy on the town ridiculous, but like Alex and I were just at his parents' house and sat with Putty in between us on the couch while we drank a whole bottle of champagne and watched Netflix's Dogs. Um, heard of it. Yeah. It was fine. It I was- heard
1: it's sad. Uh-
0: well, we only watched two episodes and I like tried to pick the two that wouldn't be sad. Mm. Um, so we watched a Costa Rica shelter one, which kind of was sad and also didn't really have a story. Uh-huh. And then we watched uh, one about an Italian man who's a fisherman and owns a family restaurant and his Labrador retriever. That episode was fire. Highly recommend that episode. It's just great. I love ice. That's the dog's name. Just a great companion. Ice. Yeah, so that, and it's because he loves ice and snow, and he rolls around in it, and it's just this, like, sweet Italian family in this tiny, tiny town of, like, 50 people, and his dog just comes with him on his fisherman's boat every day, and it's real sweet. So, of all the episodes I've watched so far, only two, probably won't watch any others, that episode was great. Uh, so, I watched that, but, you know, Schitt's Creek is coming back. Mm-hmm. So excited, and I watched the Christmas special, which you watched it too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Uh, that's what I've been watching. What are you watching?
1: I am still watching Drag Race. I started rewatching it, so I'm I'm binging all of that. I also watched Bird Box. Did I, you watch that? No, and
0: I never will. I'm not a scary movie person. <laughs> it's not scary. Okay, it's I, not. I you know me. I'm startled by everything around me, and I'm scared all the time.
1: I don't think I did not find it scary, although. I only really paid attention to like the first half and then I was on my phone for the second half, but (laughs) I still got it. It's not, it's not scary. Okay. It's also not like, I don't know, the greatest film in the world, but you'll get all the memes that people are chatting about. Cool. So that's what I've been watching, trying trying to watch more movies in 2019. What's your chaser this week?
0: My chaser this week is karaoke because you and I went out with some of my friends from, from growing up when we were both home in the Chicagoland area for Christmas. And uh, I feel like I finally get it. I like get how to karaoke. You were the wise one who said you either sing a song that you know you're going to like really perform or you sing a song that everyone else is going to love to sing along with. I always thought that karaoke was just singing the songs so you know all the words to. And that's why I did, was not good at it and didn't have fun with it. But now I feel like I get it. And it's so fun. And I really loved it. Um, 2019, I want to go to more karaoke.
1: That is great to hear. You <laughs> should go right now.
0: Okay, great. Another round of Puff the Magic Dragon? Because, yeah, I sang that. <laughs> my- I mean,
1: yeah, I'm glad to hear that because obviously I love it. My chaser yeah, what's is your chaser? Uh, about the same night, but it's your lovely parents. Oh, my God. Had me over. <laughs>
0: You're just doing this for Leon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and your mom, who uh, I I jokingly called a dead animal carcass on the podcast at one point. She'll never
0: forgive you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was one. Worst things first, where some mysterious hairy monster showed up on a beach somewhere. It turns out it was probably just like a severed whale part. Um, but I made some joke about how like the the beast did not respond to calls of Barry's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I thought that was a safe like your mama joke to make turns out your dad ratted on me to your mom (laughs) who will never forgive me so I went over for dinner and that was was brought up for Shabbat
0: dinner so
1: thanks to the Finkels for having me over and making delicious food and then uh, taking me out even though I had to pay for a very expensive Uber to get home it. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. So happy to be back. Head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Claire Ty, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna weiss and Max Linsky. Our editors are Dina Kleiner and Josh Gwynn. Music by Hans Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me on all the social medias at Map and you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye. Uh, and I oh am God. telling you. Damn. I'm not (laughs) going, you're the best man I'll ever know.